0: You know who who wins that battle most of the time? Really? Who should we be listening to? Spirit. The spirit, not your mind or not your body. Tired. I'm tired. Oh, I can't do it. It's hard. It's too difficult. I'm hurting. You know, all these things, right? But then our spirit tells us no. See, because God's word says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, who strengthens us. Now, flesh over here, okay? The flesh. So there's a battle going on here. There's times where... um, Going back to the, when we were doing the school of ministry, we had to be on time, right on time. If you were one minute late, it was a deduction. If you were two, three minutes late, you pretty much failed the class. You had to be there, and you had to be there every time there was a class going on. And then... Not only that, when we sat down and opened up the Word of God, we had to remove everything from the table—no coffee, no drinks, no, no um, food, nothing. It's just us, the table, and then the Word of God. Being taught the Word of God—I mean, it, it was it was really disciplined, and I'm so glad that we we were taught that way because. That's how God is, and that's who God is. You know, we have to be, everything has to be in order, and because God is is in in order when when He puts things forward. And, And there was times where I would go to work, then I would get home, and I'd be so tired. So my body, the flesh would be telling me I'm tired. But my mind would be telling me that I got to go, I can't be late. And then the spirit was willing and needed to go. So the spirit would tell the body and the mind and get control of all of that. And then I would come and then be here. And When I got here, I was, I was refreshed and I was full of energy and I made it through the whole night, got home and I couldn't even go to sleep because it was just so... You know, by by the power of the Holy Spirit. All all these things here. So three in one. Body, soul, and spirit. Learn to walk in the spirit. Okay, go back to the top, Rico. I think it was number um, one or number two. Look at number one. Okay, look. Spirit versus the flesh. So the picture here really, OK, spirit. So this person here is actually holding a Bible, mm-hmm. the Word of God. And then this one over here is a bunch of all these goodies, goodies, OK? You know, things that, that, that we, de- we desire, goodies. And only w- the only way that we're going to be able to win this battle that's going on is that we have to be in the Word. You have to be in the Word. And um, some of you guys that are doing the, the one year through the Bible, it's a challenge. It really is a challenge. Because the schedule that I've been giving out, you know, you've got to read. Five chapters every single day, and there's times where you fall behind, and then you got to get caught up, and and then your mind begins to say, "Oh no, I'll do it next. Time. I, I, I just I just quit. I give up." No, don't do that. Continue, continue, keep it at it, keep at it, keep at it. You will, you will get through it. So you know, just learn it to to stay in the word, to learning to stay in the word. Now let's go to uh, Galatians, okay, Galatians chapter 5, and look at uh, that, let's, let's read here again from um, verse 19, so verse 19 right here says, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness. Idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissensions, hearsays, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand. Just as I also told you in time past that, look, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. There's a list here. A lot of this here. We went through a couple of them last week. And we're going to continue with a few more. But if you keep reading, look at verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Praise the Lord. Against such there is no law, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. And there was a... I'll get to that later, but um, the fruit of the Spirit, these lists here, Go go to the next one Rico, number, uh, I think it's number three, thought I put that up there, you see that? There's two cars pulling each other, okay, who's going to win that battle? Go to the next one, Rico. But we are to be led by the Spirit, right? Be led by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. Okay? Next one, Rico. Now look. When we begin to do that more and more, we are no longer in the flesh, but in the Spirit. And then these things are going to begin to show. They're going to begin to show. These fruits are going to begin to show Your language, your words, you know? What's the first thing that comes out of your mouth when something happens? What's the first thing that comes out of your mouth when, you know, let's say you hit your fingernail with a hammer, okay? What's, what, 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 are, what, what, what things come out of you? Because the Word also tells us that what's in your heart, that's what's going to come out. Mm-hmm. See? What's in your heart, that's what's going to come out. But if we, if we know the Holy Spirit, and you're walking in the Spirit, and you listen to the Holy Spirit, there's going to be times where the Holy Spirit may tell you, whoa, stop. You know? But then your mind might be telling you, no, go, do it, say it. You have to listen to the Holy Spirit. Because if you don't listen to the Holy Spirit, you, you, you can get yourself in, in a situation to where you shouldn't have been or you shouldn't have done our words, our words are so powerful. You know, we've talked about that. Your words, it can cause life or it can cause death. So powerful. And this is this things that we have to, to learn, to grow as we, as we um, are children of God. Are you glad that you're a child of God? Amen. Are you glad that you know Jesus? He is just, just so amazing. <clears throat> now I'm gonna, let's go ahead and let's, let's just go ahead and continue. Let's just get right into it. Go to verse 19. The works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery. So last week we talked about adultery. Okay? We talked about fornication and then uncleanness. On that uncleanness, I gave an example of a, of, a, of, a, of a scab, a wound, and then that wound begin, becomes infected and the pus begins to come out. I mean, can you visualize that? Is that clean? No, it's dirty. Gross, right? Awful. How many of us would touch that? You know how many of us would touch that? Now the next word here is is lewdness. What do you think that word means to you? Lewdness. Anyone want to take a guess? Sneaky. sneaky? Did somebody say sneaky? Okay. Lewdness. Inappropriate. Inappropriate? Okay. So right right here, I have a definition that says that a, a man who loves sin so recklessly that he has ceased to care what God or man thinks of his action. So in other words, he doesn't care. Ignorant. Ignorant. There's another word that describes lewdness. It's unbridled lust. Unbridled lust. There's a Greek word here. As-el-gad-gia. Okay? SLGGIA. This Greek word that describes this word, lewdness. A man who loves sin so recklessly that he has ceased to care what God or man thinks of his actions. Another description of that is undisciplined action. No respect for the person or rights of anyone else. Violent, abusive, audacious, insolent. No sympathy or feeling for others. See, look. No sympathy or feeling for others. Be careful what you say. The flesh will just speak out the flesh will just say whatever is in the mind, is in the, in the soul. But if you listen to the Spirit, whoa, no, don't say that. Right here, perfect example. No sympathy or feeling for others. God wants us to have sympathy for people, right? It doesn't matter who they are, It doesn't matter what they've done. It doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter. We are to have sympathy for them and pray for them so that they will be set free from all of that here that we have read and that they will be able to begin to to give themselves to God, repent, be baptized, and then... Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and then start walking in the Spirit and to change. To change, right? That's what we want. That's what God wants. That's what Jesus wants. That's why he went to the cross. So don't say things about other people. Don't say things about other people. You know, let's just pray for them. Let's just pray for them. Even if we disagree with them, pray for them. Pray for them. This word here, lewdness, yes, it's describing, you know, this attitude right here. There's another one here, it says, completely indifferent to public opinion. Lewdness. Lewdness. The next one here is, what's the next one? Idolatry. Idolatry. Okay, idolatry. You probably all kind of have an idea of what this word means, right? Well, what is idolatry? Okay. Put other things before God. Okay, put other things before God. If I asked you, if I asked you, may I look at your bank account? And you all showed me your bank account. I'm gonna to begin to see where all your money is going. That's gonna describe. Walmart. Yep. Okay. Walmart, maybe. Okay. You know, well, well, for for things that you need, yes. But I'm talking about things that 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 you don't need. That you're just you're just going after it and buying it. Yeah, even even if you don't have the money to buy it, you're still buying it. Right. Mm-hmm. You you rather buy that and put your money to that than put your money to tithing and offering. Mm-hmm. You see, idolatry. Idolizing something. Yeah, idolizing something. Idolizing something. Yeah, look, look around, look, look. I mean, we see so much of it today in this world. We see so much of it. Um, you know, I just, I, I totally, I, especially with like casinos and gambling and all of that, and you know, you know, you know we, don't, we don't need any of that. Go to Romans. Go to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Romans, and then leave a bookmarker there in Galatians. Romans chapter 1, and then look at verse 19. Verse 19. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Look, verse 22, professing to be wise, they became became fools. 23, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible men and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. The CEV right here, okay, if you look at verse 23, the CEV says, They don't worship the glorious and eternal God. Instead, they worship idols that are made to look like humans who cannot live forever. And like birds, animals, and reptiles. Now, if I were to go into your home, if I were to go into your home, how many of you are going to have all these images up there in your home, on your walls, you know? Okay, let me give you an example. A Kachina doll. Okay? Um... You know, Native American, Native American arts and crafts. You know, we put it up there. Wedding baskets. Yeah, like wedding baskets. Feathers. Feathers, yes. All these things. You know, what, what, what did you say? Yeah, you know, yeah. Pictures of stuff like that. You know? How many, of you, how many of you would have those in your home if I were to walk into your home today? See? Those things are... Not of God. Those things are not of God. And let, let me share with you. There was, a, our, 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 there was a spiritual attack in our home years ago. Years ago. This, this is not recent. This is years ago. And... One time, Sharon was coming home from work and she was attacked. And the enemy was telling her, turn around, go do this, go do that. But she fought it, fought it. She made it home. And when she got home, her ring, her ring was crushed. It was crushed. You had, had to yank it off. It was crushed. So we began to pray and ask God for help. And what God had told us and showed us was this. He says there's things in your home you gotta get rid of. You gotta get rid of it. I said, what? What is it, Lord? What is it? So we began to 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 pray about it, and then he began to show us. You know, even even movies, DVDs that are not appropriate, that are not right. Music that is not appropriate, that is not right. You know, things just we may think of it as, as it's okay, but to God it's not. And those are, those are things that can open up. And so, so we went, and went around and we packed all this stuff up. We took it out, burned it, got rid of it. To this day, to this day, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Because we honor God. We worship God. Only God, that's it. Just Him. We don't put anything else in the way of God. You And I, I thank God so much. And I just thank Him so much. I always thought to myself, because I knew I had a calling. I, I knew there was a calling in my life. But there were so many things that I was doing out there. Okay? And, and I thought, how can I walk away from those things and serve God? It's too hard. You know, I keep walking back, keep going back, and then and I prayed about it, and God is the one that gave me the strength to do it. I said, "Okay, all right, Lord, I'll do it. Fully give yourself to God," and and to this day, it, you know, it's. It's just every day, walking in the Spirit, listening to God, fellowshipping with God, talking to God, you know, just walking with Him. Every day, those things begin to to, to, to go away. Now, um, I don't want to jump too far ahead here, but idolatry, that, that's what idolatry is. That's what idolatry is. And that's what it talks about here in... So right here, a definition of idolatry. Look, a man's God. So this God here is a little G, okay? Not, Not big G, not capital G. This is a little G, okay? A man's God may rightly be said to be that to which he dedicates his time, his money, and his talents. See, God, here's another example. God's given us all a talent, right? You all have a talent. You are, you are all good at something. And, and um, let, me, let me throw this out there as an example. Musicians. We got musicians that, that can play, that can play music, make music. And they're so good at it. God has given them that talent. Mm-hmm. But you see a lot of these musicians out there in the world using their talents for their own self. Mm-hmm. And not glorifying God with what God has given them. Mm-hmm. See? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. That's
1: something I kind of struggle with with, like secular music, it's like I feel like it like captivates me and like it, it kind of pulls me back in sometimes and then I'm like I'll, I'll listen to a song and I'm like oh man I it, I link it to a memory and how that memory was fun but that was having fun in the secular world yeah. it's, it's like a real battle for mm-hmm. me. It's like like I know <clears throat> not necessarily all secular music may be bad but it does do something. Mm-hmm. It kind yeah. of like almost Triggers. hypnotizes yep. you and makes you long for that old life that you've given up and makes you miss it a lot mm-hmm. so i thought that and then in addition to that when you were talking about musicians <clears throat> i was watching netflix <laughs> and i was watching this thing about j-lo and uh, a word kept coming up in reference to her it was the word icon icon and they say it a lot too like on TikTok and facebook they refer for like oh that's iconic meaning it's like almost like the best of the best and I I know the word, and then I decided to actually look it up last night, and there was two definitions, and one was icon in reference to God, and then second was when you are um, outstanding in a certain field. So Mm -hmm. when you're saying, oh, he's an icon, she's an icon, or it's iconic, it's like saying, that's God, that's
2: God, that's God. So Mm -hmm. I thought it was really interesting.
0: Yeah, wow, that's good. Good, yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I didn't want to go
2: that way yet. But your teaching is really good, cool. but I was just gonna say is adult, I mean adultery or idleness yeah. mm-hmm. is uh, one time we praying for a person and and then the Holy Spirit says that that she hasn't surrendered everything. But he pointed out to what all these things like the chains and all this all the way around. The person was dying. Yeah. It, it needed to go yeah, Because in Revelation twelve ten, I think he write it down. Remember, it talks about the accuser. The devil is saying to God, this is what they do. They have not surrendered everything. So, you can't, this person can't really get what they want because the devil is going over there to tell God. But God knows that. So, it's kind of like it can block your, your healing, your freedom. It can block that. Um, that's why we, what he brought up, this is very deep. I think that I would say that. sometimes you have to let go, put mm-hmm. only God at first, because a lot of people cannot be healed because of these things, or they can get spooked by what, like what he was saying, <coughs> uh, the devil's work, that darkness can react to that because, mm-hmm. because you hang in part of it on that, and. And he, we can go pray to God but we hang on something that we don't know mm-hmm. as pastors. Because sometimes when you go into somebody's house, God will Holy Spirit will point out those things. I've seen somebody's yeah. house. Yeah. So you know, those are the things that see that the the Bible even says that Jesus, the brother right now in Revelation and if you read it in Revelation twelve, ten. See, he goes before God and tells Him exactly what you're hiding. You know, we don't know. But he goes to God and, and this is what he says. So those are, it, it is very important. So, so you don't want to bring those things. You don't want to keep the door open for Satan in any way so you can't
0: achieve anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... Um, <clears throat> Like today, look, look, look at today, so like kind of what you brought out, you know, with, with, with music. There's churches today that all they do now is perform up here. Yes, it's it's right. a performance, yeah. you know. I mean, they'll turn the lights down, they'll, they'll run all kinds of lights, and then they'll, they'll do their praise and worship, and it's become a performance you know, there's no true worship, and, and the people that are coming in, idolizing that, as an idol, that they're, they're, they're thinking that it's, it's worshiping God, but yet it's, it's not from here, because God says worship in spirit and in truth. That there, that form of worship, when it, when it becomes a like a performance up here, it's just all in the mind that feel-good, that feel-good um, mentality, that feel-good makes you feel good. And they just, they just worship God that way. You know, we've we got we to really be, be careful. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Can I say yeah. That?
2: Um, The past few years, sometimes we would go out, travel for camp meetings and stuff like that. And that was one of the things that we always say, we're not here to entertain you. Yeah. We're not entertainers. We're here to worship God and it's up to you instead of just watching, thinking you're going to be entertained. They, as part of the congregation, as part of God's people, their thoughts should be on God and they should be praising God and not just thinking we're being entertained because praising worshipers are not entertainers or shouldn't consider themselves mm-hmm. as enter- entertainers. So, and, and a lot of people, I know that's that's what they think, they're just being entertained. I'm just there to be entertained. Yeah. and we need to change that mindset again is that you're here
0: to worship in spirit and in truth. And, and, and haven't you noticed too also that they, 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 they put up things where they do, um, like um, um, they'll put up a tent and then all they'll do is just sing. Yeah. Sing, 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 sing. They'll invite groups and they'll, all they'll do is sing. Yeah. Nothing from the Word of God. Yeah. Maybe 10 minutes, 5 minutes of the Word. That's it. But everything is just sing, sing, sing. You know, um, idolatry. Mm-hmm. Idolatry.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> the spirit that's in us tells us this is not right. I mean, I go to a revival, and there's times that I'm invited, but my spirit says, no, it's not, this, I don't feel like being there, and it's the wrong. God they're serving that's the way I look at it so like, sometimes I just walk out because uh, your spirit should tell you he can tell he can tell you so I don't really run around to revivals anymore
0: yeah you know discern and listen to the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit you'll know you'll know now let's move along here look look at um the the next one here <clears throat> um no let's go back to to galatians go back to galatians uh chapter five yeah to, uh, verse twenty Verse twenty, let me go back to the, the New King James version here. New King James Okay. So so we we idolatry now sorcery. Okay? Sorcery. Witchcraft. You know, anything that's not you know magic. And, and things like that, things that, that, that will deceive, you know, sorcery. So there's a word for that, it's called pharmakia, pharmakia. And um, that, that one time, um, so that word for sorcery is, is pharmakia. Now, this word pharmakia is used three three different ways. And the way it was meant to be used. So the first one is this. Is this word pharmakia. Or what we're looking at here. Sorcery. It's used medically. Mm-hmm. Medically. You know. So like, so like if you. Get a Ibuprofen. For whatever. See you use that. You take it. For whatever reason. And then you know there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's what it's used for. That's what it means. It, 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 but the next one is this. It be, it's, be, it's begun to be used to describe the misuse of drugs. Misuse of drugs. Misuse of drugs. And, you know, um, look at um, COVID-19. COVID 19 came out, it happened, and what did they begin to do? They try to look for a, a cure, an antidote. They try to look for that. And they try they start mixing all things together. And then what did they just start doing? Start giving it to people, putting it in there. You know, it's it, it's just we've seen it. And then they say, first. Second, booster, all of this. Now look look at now. What happened to that? What happened to that? Nobody's talking about that anymore. You know? Pharmacia, sorcery, misuse of drugs, the use of drugs to poison. The third one is this. The meaning of sorcery was the last one was um, witchcraft. Witchcraft. Pharmakia, sorcery. Let, let, let me see if I can find this um, here. Sharon, can you help me with that? Pharmakia in Revelation. Let me see if I can find it. It's on Revelation, verse 23. 22. 23. Chapter 18. Verse oh. 22. Okay, l- let's go to Revelation, chapter 18. And then look at verse 23. Okay, look at that, verse uh, 23. The light, uh, let me go to the, yeah. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore. And the voice of bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants were the great men of the earth. For by your sorcery, Pharmakia, pharmacy, all the nations were deceived. All the nations were deceived. That word, their sorcery, pharmakia, misuse of drugs, the use of drugs to poison witchcraft, you know, all this thing. And right here, it says that, for by your sorcery, all the nations were deceived. You know, when I, when I, when I went into the, into the hospital for, for COVID, they were giving me all kinds of medication. Maybe I shared this with you. Did you know that they, they gave me a medication to help treat COVID, and it was a little pill? And, and when they were giving that to me, I asked them, what is this for? He said, oh, that's to help you treat your COVID. I thought, wow. So why are we giving this to people, you know? Instead, we're telling them to get vaccinated and, and whatnot. I didn't say anything. I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, there's so many things that, I, that I've seen there that I, that I thought, wow, I didn't know that. Sorcery. Okay, let's move along here. Let's see if we can get through all of this. Go back to um, Galatians. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Holy Spirit, help us. Yes. Yes. Oh, thank you, Father. Help us, Holy Spirit. Yes. So now look at this one, the next one. Hatred. Hatred. Wow, hatred, that word. That's a strong word there. This word here is the opposite. Look at the, look at the fruit of the Spirit. If you go to verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is Love, that's the, one of them, right? And that's the first one. Love, that word, love, right there, is an a, a love, unconditional kind of love. And then now, if you look at the, the, the this other word here after sorcery, hatred. So they have the opposite meaning of one another that that word hatred so this word here hatred greek meaning for this word is enemy enemy so one way to describe this word right here hatred is this hostility hostility between brother and sister you know, there's a, there's a feud that that's going on. That word hatred. That that's what this word is is, is 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 described in Greek by. Um, let's go here to um, <clears throat> Romans eight seven. Look at Romans eight seven. Romans eight. Seven. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. So Romans 8, 7 says, Because the carnal mind is enmity, in other words, enemy, against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. Verse 8, so then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Mm-hmm. So, this word here, hatred, is the total opposite of love. See, the Word of God tells us to forgive, right? Mm-hmm. To forgive. One another, to forgive each other. We are to forgive because God forgave us. We shouldn't hold a grudge. We shouldn't be holding grudges. As, as I was studying the, 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 this word, um, not these words, well, these words here and then the, the word of God, let me share with you. As I was studying this, the enemy. He says that he's walking around like a roaring lion to see who he may devour. Yeah. And I know that the enemy was attacking me on all sides, from the right, the left, from behind, the front, on top. But I just kept walking in the Spirit, praising God, thanking God, and just, just going and saying, no, nothing's going to happen, and this and that. And because at my work, there were so many things that were happening. And then I got called into the office. And then the boss, my boss, his boss, so the main boss, the director of the whole department, came to speak to me. So I felt felt very special. Amen. But she came to speak to me. And this is the reason why. Because um, there was was a, a tournament going on at work that I was supposed to, Well, I, I didn't need to be there. It was my day off. But somewhere, something was twisted around, and there was a lie that I was told, and, and um, they were saying that I should have been there to help the crew to overcome because it rained. And I said, well, I didn't have to be there because I have people that are under me that are trained that are able to handle that, to do that. And, and it was a, so much stuff was said, but to make the story short is that then I felt, oh my gosh, you know, I wanted to get upset, I wanted to say something bad, and, you know, all these things, but I, I, I held my tongue, self-control, because the fruit of the Spirit, one of it is self-control. Yes. And then, and then, I, then I, I started thinking about the, the, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, all these things, patience. You know, and I just kept trusting God. So finally, the truth came out later, and everything that they were saying—it it, seems like it all backfired on them. And I just praise God, and I just thank God, and you know, and it, the enemy will will try to put things, put you through things for in your mind, feed your mind for you to say something bad or say something wrong or get mad, or get upset, you know, things like that. But learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. Learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. Learn to love no matter what that unconditional kind of love. Even your enemies, Isn't that what the word says? Love your enemies. And then also the word God says, love others. Love your neighbor just as much as you love yourself, Right? So let, let's kind of go, go here. So there's a scripture in the word. And this scripture here, in this word, love. So the greatest commandment that was given to us, Jesus says that we are to love who? One another. One another and then also to love God, right? Yes. With all our heart, with all our Yes, right? All of these things. And with all our mind, with all our being, we are to love him. He says this is the first and, and, and greatest commandment. And, and then he says that we are to, to love our neighbors just as we love ourselves. Okay? now, what is the, the, the is the enemy trying to do within within God's church He says that the word says that the enemy has come to kill steal and destroy right Now where is the enemy attacking the most yeah, the flesh individually, right? Now, where is he attacking the most with people? In his house. In the church. Look at these look at all these words here that we that we're going through word by word. Should there be gossip in the church? No. No. Is gossip in here a part of the scripture? No. But it's something that that's part of the flesh that we fight against, right? And if you're walking in the spirit, and someone says, "Jerry, did you hear about Jerry? Did you see Jerry? Did you hear where she went?" I'm only using that as an example because of my sister. <laughs> and then, in this year, like, what? What? Tell me more. What, what did you hear? See, this is going on in the church. It's going on in the church.
2: Hey, Pastor. Yeah. Um, when, actually, I've known this for a little while, but about a few months ago, I was talking with um, my sister Lisa, we were talking about. Alistair McCrawley, have you heard of him?
0: He's the um, founder of the Satanistic Church. Oh yeah. And uh, their only commandment in that church
2: for their followers is to do as thou wilt. Do whatever you want. That's the only commandment that they have. So anything that the flesh wants, mm-hmm. they can do that. You know, that's well, like their that's like their only commandment. Wow. Do as thou wilt. Whatever you want to do, you do it. Whatever your flesh wants, you do it. It's like almost every single thing, the bad stuff here that they're listening is just
0: encompasses all of that. Yeah, the 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 enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm -hmm. And and I believe that he's attacking in in the church Mm -hmm. because he doesn't want the church to be strong. You know, he doesn't want the church to be built up. And, you know, he wants to tear it apart. Now, here, here is the thing, too, is, um, okay, to, to kill. Okay, what about to destroy? To destroy what? To destroy that love. That love. See, we are to love God, right? With all our heart, with all our soul, with all our might. We are to love one another. We are to love our brothers and sisters as, as we love ourselves. But look what is he doing. He's trying to destroy that. He's trying to destroy that. And how is he destroying that? By all these, all these things. You know? Because if, if we continue in the gossip in the church, will that bring us together closer? No. No. Will there be love? No. no. See, it, it's tearing apart like this. We we all need to, to, to listen to the Holy Spirit. We all need to start walking in the Spirit and asking God to help us. Lord, help me. Help me. If If, if you, you know, Lord, change me. Change me, God. If, if there's something that you're struggling with, Lord, I'm struggling with this. Help me that... That if, I, if, if somebody comes to me and starts telling me about another person, help me, God, to walk away. Help me, Lord, to walk away that I'm not going to listen. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go my own way. You know, we, you need to train yourself because here's, here's another thing. Is this. Um, actually, let's just go here. I'm going to kind of end with this. Go to, um, you, so you're in Galatians. Now let's go all the way back. Look at uh, verse uh, 13. Galatians. Chapter five, 13. Yeah, Galatians chapter 5, verse uh, 13. And I'm going to read here from the, the CEV. My friends, you were chosen to be free. So don't use your freedom as an excuse to do anything you want. Use it as an opportunity, look, to serve each other with love. You are chosen to be free. So don't use your freedom as an excuse to do anything you want. Use it as an opportunity to serve each other with love. So, how can we walk in the spirit? How can we overcome that flesh that, that, that that's constantly that we're battling and fighting with? That's your answer right there for one of them. Is to humbly serve and love one another. If you love one another, are you going to talk bad about them? No. You're going to pray for them, right? You're going to pray for them. You're going to encourage them, right? See? You're going to build them up. See? That's love one another. The opposite of that is, you know you're not going to talk bad about them. You're not going to put them down. No, you're not going to do that. So, number one, how to overcome that carnal mind, that flesh, that thinking. Humbly serve and love one another. You can, you can write this one down, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Verse three. Actually, let's just go there, and this this is what I wanted to bring up earlier. First Corinthians chapter three, verse
3: three. Yeah. Yeah i really i really um believe what what it says in here and one day i went to my sister and she cussed me out but the lord said the holy spirit is in you will teach you will help you i really believe that because there's times that i have a short temper i get you know i get upset with Whatever my kids are doing or something, and I get after them. So one day I went to my sister, and uh, and uh, she cussed me out, really, really <clears throat> dirty words and bad. And I had real joy, peace, and happiness filled with me. So I really know that the Lord said, "I'm sending you to help her." this. Well, I believe it because. I was really, really surprised that when I left that home, her, her house and I was filled joy and I prayed I prayed for her and I said, Lord, whatever that was hurting her, it all came out now put peace in her. I prayed
0: for her. Yeah. And then here here's the other thing. Now 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 I'm gonna use that as an example. So what you said there too. He said, I know sometimes I get mad, I get upset. You know, the Holy Spirit will help you to teach you, to guide you, self-control before you even get, whoop, the Holy Spirit, submit to the Holy Spirit. You know, so all of us, if we recognize in ourselves where we're weak, ask God for help. God, help me. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me not to be so mean, but to be full of love. Help me, Lord God, to, to not have bitterness, but to be full of joy and peace and love and, and all these things. Now, going back here to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verse 3, look. For you are still carnal, for where there is envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? When, 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 I, when I was in the, in the hospital, God showed me a person, and I saw that person fully. And, and, he, and this is what God told me. Because of this person's envy, you are going through what, what you're going through. But he says, Don't worry, don't be afraid, because I'm here with you. I'm going to get you, you're going to get out of this. And I knew right there, 100%, that I was going to be healed and I was going to get out. Yeah. But when he showed me th- that and when he told me that, mm-hmm. now right here, I know, according to the scripture. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3. Look at that. Because there, there's, there's some that still come to the church, but they're not walking in the Spirit. They're still living in that carnal mind, that thinking. <clears throat> and, and then there's, as we go through this, there's another word in here that we're going to read about in Galatians. It talks about that people... They, 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 dislike others because of their position or who they are or, or you know, where, where, what they're doing. There's a word in here that, in Galatians that it talks about that. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, God is so awesome. Now, let's, let's go, back, go back to um, Galatians chapter 5. And then look at uh, verse uh, 16. Verse 16 says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So that scripture right there, what we just read...